Hi everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the latest episode of Courageous Conversations. I am very excited to bring you the latest Courageous Conversation with my beautiful friend, Louisette Geis. Louisette and I talk all things American real estate, Harvey Weinstein, and what it's like to be in lockdown in a country where everybody owns a gun. Hi, my beautiful friend, Louisette, how are you? Great, how are you? your face yeah you too now for everybody who doesn't know you where are you right now I'm in Santa Monica California oh and it's a beautiful beautiful part of the world I was lucky enough to stay with Louisette last time I was in the US it was awesome thank you we loved having you even though we probably tortured you with the lots of uh, <laughs> kid screams the yeah. Whole time. <laughs> yeah well I'm certainly not used to being around kids 24 7 that's for sure but no your girls are absolutely gorgeous so it was, <laughs> it was a joy to be there they loved you so we're looking forward to visiting you <laughs> yeah absolutely come on down I don't know I was planning on being at, up there in um, November I was going to go to oh, the right. conference in New Orleans but I don't think that's going to happen now I, I don't think so either, but quite frankly, we were going to have a party for you for Real Women in Real Estate Los Angeles, <laughs> uh, which we were supposed to have one in May, and we, of course, canceled that. Um, but let's see how it goes, you know, come November. I mean, really, um, a lot of the, and I know we get different kind of news from here to there, but uh, I've seen a lot of news saying that we're looking at maybe August. So I'm not sure what you're getting there. Um, yeah, so Australia's actually going okay um, at the moment where uh, the, each premier of the states um, are making decisions around the, the shutdown for their various states. Our premier is saying it's a month-by-month -month proposition, so she will come back to us at the end of April. But I, um, I still think we've got a bit longer to go than that. Um, I just don't know that we'll be able to travel overseas um, by, by the end of this year. I'm, I'm not confident about that at all, but we'll see what happens, right? You know, wow. um, it's yeah. kind of sad. I was in Australia this time last year, so I keep getting all these Facebook notices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, because you obviously were our keynote speaker at the Women in Real Estate Conference, and um, unfortunately, we had to cancel it this year. Um, oh, no. Yeah, so, so it was just about a week before we all had to got told to lock down. So we made the decision, and um, it was obviously the right decision. Um, and I do love that you are wearing your Camilla. I did take Louisette shopping at Camilla when she was in Sydney last year, and I love that you've themed it Australia today for us. Yeah, like I said, when in Australia, we're Australian. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> love it. Um, yes, I, mean, now, I love this stuff too, by the way. She's opening a store here. Has, yeah, has she opened it yet? I, I don't know, actually. I have to say I, I did so much damage in Australia, <laughs> at Camilla, that I thought, eh, I better wait. <laughs> so. yeah, well, the, yeah, your dollar is really strong against ours, so it's not a bad time to be shopping, really. Yeah, no, listen, that's why I did it, because it yeah. I kept thinking it's 50% off. Yeah, so. exactly. I love <laughs> and it. And I'm supporting Australians. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, I've got so much I want to talk to you about. Firstly, um, how are the girls? I know um, one of them was not so well um, a week or two ago. Yeah, I mean, um, I posted about that. I mean, my I have a two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old and a four-and-a-half-year-old. Four I also have uh, step-boys. 13 and uh, 15, um, but our step boys are actually not coming over that often. I'm unfortunately high risk because I uh, unfortunately got 
diabetes type one after I had the two babies. So that makes me in the very high risk uh, category. Some of my doctors constantly reminding me of that. So um, I actually went a little bit more on lockdown about a week previous to being told to go on lockdown, just simply again, because my doctor had suggested it. Um, And my both my daughters, of course, are with me, but uh, just last week, one of my daughters just out of the blue had 103.5 fever mm-hmm. at three in the morning. And, you know, that's the thing about this virus is there's many silver linings. I've definitely um, felt lucky to experience them, but that is definitely not one of them. I just was really panicked because I thought, here I couldn't go to the hospital if she was really sick or if she did have the virus. And how do you do that? How do you make that decision? I honestly don't know what I would do. I didn't sleep for several several days until she was better. And, you know, she just got some little bacterial infection, maybe. I, I don't even know what she had. I couldn't understand how she got anything since she isn't going out. Hasn't <laughs> gone anywhere. But, yeah. You know, yeah, the doctor said, listen, kids still get sick, even if they're in quarantine. I was like, really? <laughs> God, <laughs> God I'm getting, that should not be the truth, but it is the truth. Um, so, you know, she got better, but I mean, it's just this, that's the part that you realize. I mean, I think too, when people are losing loved ones about how they can't be with them because you're, you're obviously having to take care of yourself. Um, And when you have two children, if one child is sick and the other is not, I mean, my God, that really can't be a worse decision to make. But um, luckily I didn't have to make it. It kept me up for nights trying to decide, but uh, nonetheless, we're okay now. So that's, that's good. Very good to hear. Now, um, obviously, when you were in Australia last year, you told us all about your experience with Harvey Weinstein, you're um, the lead plaintiff in, the, in that case. And there's been some awesome news in the last, um, in the last month. So talk us through all of that. Uh, yes, actually, as you just said it, I got chills. Mm. Um, you know, I, who knew, right? I mean, that's the truth of the matter. Who could have predicted that actually he would get charged of anything. I mean, I have to say that myself uh, as one of the survivors and then many of the other women that I'm in contact with, we really were just skeptical that anything would happen to him in this last trial. And we were at least hopeful that something would happen to him in the Los Angeles trial, because those two cases are actually a lot more, uh, dare I say, easier to try. Um, So we were hopeful at least he would get taken down with that. But we were really shocked um, and elated that he got charged with anything. And I I know that many people think that he should have gotten more. And it's not that I disagree with that. It's just that when you look at the statistics for um, rape, if you will, or any harassment, um, it's, it's really a 3% chance that you're going to get a, that these people will walk away with a conviction. So especially with such a high profile profile case, we just thought there's no way um, anything's going to happen to him. And, but it did, which is really shows us that there is this turning point, I think, you know, really for the world, because I actually was on Australian news uh, during that week. So I mean, I think, was it sunrise? Yeah, yeah, sunrise, exactly. And it, it was just nice that uh, look, what happened here is hopefully going to make an impact, you know, what happens there and all over the world to say, you know, enough is enough. You cannot treat people this way. And, uh, and you know, we will take you down. And it was the first time any of the survivors really experienced that because usually, sadly, it's the other way around. 
Yeah, that was amazing. So congratulations. Thank you. It was, Thank I was you. so excited, um, so excited to hear that news. Um, now, tell me about what's going on in the real estate market um, in the US at the moment. Are you, um, are you still able to show property? Um, have you got tenants striking and not wanting to pay rent like we have over here? What's going on? So I first want to say, I mean, I work in title insurance here, uh, but so I'm not a realtor, but uh, obviously I work with many, many realtors. Um, So the good part about that is I get to hear what all of them are saying uh, in my territory. Um, In addition, I am a homeowner and um, I have a rental property. So, you know, I can see it from many sides and and I did rent for a long time. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I don't understand both sides, but um, you know, it was really upsetting for for me, I remember when this first was coming through um, that we would have to stay home, um, Santa Monica was saying, hey, right away, uh, no, no landlords can evict. Um, and I have actually a property uh, in Santa Monica. So I thought, you know, my, my response was like, you can't just say that they can't pay, but then we have to pay. I mean, you know, look, I'm not saying that some people aren't uber wealthy and they have all the money in the world to pay and it doesn't phase them. But just because you're a homeowner or you own a rental property doesn't mean that you haven't slaved away to keep that property. So, um, you know, I think, uh, listen, if they don't have to pay, then quite frankly, then neither should we. And let's let's first start with the landlords though. I mean, you know, don't push people to own property and to buy and to sell and then yeah. say, oh, yeah, but, you know, now mm. whoever's living there can just get a, you it's know. It's so complicated, part. isn't it? Because I completely understand that, you know, people have lost their jobs all over the world. They can't afford to pay the rent. But as you say, as landlords, we still have to be able to find the money, not just to pay the mortgage, but what happens if the hot water service blows up or if the plumbing um, gets clogged, we've got to find the money to actually do the repairs and maintenance and all of that stuff as well. So it's such a complicated issue and governments around the world are trying to deal with it um, at the moment. Yes, I don't know how well we're dealing with it. But no. I, I mean, I think, look, uh, obviously, I, I'm never going to kick somebody out, you know, no. that I, and I get that concept. I really yeah. do get that concept. Concept. So I think, yes, that, that makes perfect sense. If you've lost your job and you have, you literally can prove that you have no money to pay the rent, then that is one thing. But at the same time, you cannot ask the homeowners to then pay because m- like many of us, I'm sorry, but I don't sleep on a bag of money. <laughs> I don't just have extra money laying around that I can just throw at my rental property. I mean, you know, we are sustained by the fact that it is rented out. Um, yeah. and, and I'm not the only one. And, you know, I, I again, I know there's some people who can just pay all, all day long, but that we're, that's really not the norm, even here no. in Los Angeles. So, you know, I personally work very hard to make sure that we can keep this, this rental. So, look, at the end of the day, you know, when I'm gray and, uh, or will I ever be gray? I don't no, know. No, you'll never be gray, my friend. <laughs> Although I did read something on Facebook saying um, that 88% of all of the blondes in the world are going to disappear by the end of the virus because they can't get to their hairdressers. <laughs> well, listen, I will just be a brunette, so yeah. not bad. <laughs> I, yeah, I can okay. tell you, I don't, I, God bless my, uh, my maternal grandmother never had a gray hair. I'm not even kidding. Oh, she died in the nineties. 
and she never had any gray hair and it was like a joke in our family but to this day like my hairstylist always says to me like oh you have no gray so I'm hoping I take after her oh wow I'm so jealous because let me tell you um <laughs> I would be all gray but don't okay. just keep that between you and me all right <laughs> yeah, with all the zoomers <laughs> exactly um so are there still transactions being done are there still properties being bought and sold yeah, absolutely. So my territory uh, is Malibu all the way to Westchester oh, and up awesome. into uh, Brentwood. Um, you know, so it is a high net worth area, obviously. Yep. Um, but so what I can say is that um, in particular, I'm seeing um, still purchases and people are opening up prelims in Malibu in particular. Um, I think because, you know, with this pandemic, yes, the lower uh, income, in, and, I, and I say lower, and, and again, it's all relative because we're talking about, you know, the, the million to $2 million house yep. uh, prices are not going through, but the, the six and the 12 and the 20 are, wow. uh, interestingly enough. So, um, you know, but there is still movement. And then people who had their homes, um, you know, basically in limbo and escrow, a lot of them are still closing because, um, you know, it, real estate is seen as a necessity here. So yeah. both in my company for, for title and then in escrow, everybody's still working. In fact, we're working more than we used to um, and doing a lot of Zoom calls, of course, as well. But um, like my title officer is actually in the office. We have a very skeleton crew. We have everybody working from home as well. Um, yeah. But she's in the office because, you know, a lot of that uh, information that comes through is very sensitive. So it's hard to push through to a home. Um, but uh, she's going in every day and I tell her, you know, every day how grateful I am because I do really appreciate her. Um, but yeah, we're all still working. It's just it definitely, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's not slower because obviously it is. But um, my husband works in lending and I can tell you he is constantly, uh, he's so busy, which, you know, good or bad for me because when I'm now a full-time preschool teacher and yeah, working, exactly. uh, at about like 5 30 I'm like get your tush up here he works downstairs uh yeah. turn the garage into an office and I you know so he's just working 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 now I mean yeah. uh the rates of course um have been a little bit all over the place but you know they're great so people are have the time now they're home and they want to refi and that's just the way it goes so yeah he's yeah well oh, that's great that's great news that he's um that he's busy that's yeah. um yeah that's awesome so one of the you know we've seen uh, particularly at the beginning of of all of this we saw people in australia fighting over toilet paper we were we were hoarding toilet toilet paper and fighting over it but we heard that in america guns are considered um an essential well, gun shops are an essential service and gun sales went through the roof um is that something that makes you nervous being in isolation in america does that does that is that something that you think about or not really it's interesting because uh you know it's not like a daily thing that i think about because i don't I mean, listen, I do live in Santa Monica. I, I think that America is a big place, much like, uh, you know, Australia. Uh, different areas have their different pockets of, you know, what is deemed acceptable. Uh, and, you know, over here, I can say that this is, that's not really the norm to see somebody toting a gun. Um, so I can only speak from my experience here. And, um, you know, I'm not worried about it, but it, I have to say um, it was kind of the first time that I then worried thinking we don't have a gun. 
So, you know, that's true. Then what happens? Because if people do have them and you don't, you know, where, where is that line drawn? It is a little scary. And of course I do have little kids. Um, and uh, I've heard too that, you know, fraud right now is on a rise just obviously because people know they can jump in on your zoom calls, etc. cetera. Um, so, and they're taking people's information and that's scary. And I actually just got hacked um, actually before the trial uh, ended. So I was, I'm always skeptical uh, because mm. a lot of, the uh, survivors have been hacked. But I mean, I was hacked badly as well. So you start to think, well, if people are home, um, and they really need something, you know, are they going to show up with a gun? And then and then where would I be? Um, we do not have a gun. But uh, I don't know, if maybe I shouldn't be saying that publicly. But so uh, I'm not going to give out your address, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, but you know, it, it is I think, again, it's different places in America that this really makes a difference. Um, But it is the first time that I actually thought maybe that I would need one just simply more because if people think the world is ending, you know, it's, it is a scary place to be. And I think that when you don't feel like you have anything to lose, that's, that's what truly scares me is that then people just aren't going to care as much. Um, But I'm a little isolated here in Santa Monica. I think California, you know, uh, we do slightly better job uh, uh, at being responsible sometimes, sometimes. (laughs) So yeah, you are certainly in a very, very beautiful um, part of the country. There's no doubt about that. And you have got some pretty fabulous neighbours too. So um, Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> God bless my husband. He, he bought the house uh, almost 18 years ago. So, uh, yeah. you know, that's the only way we, we are here. And we yeah. rent, you know, part of the house out. You know, again, we do everything to survive so that when we're older, you know, we can use these houses um probably to put our kids through school and then of course survive ourselves because even if you work so much here you know we're we're taxed at almost a a 40 percent i mean it's it's i'm taxed at 50 percent lovely i'm not yeah it's it's um it's tough yeah yeah Yeah, you get it it's 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 painful hard yeah it is it's really hard but i can't tell you how lovely it is to see you and to catch up it's been way too long and i hope that um one of us gets over to uh, the other's country um, sometime in the not too distant future. Yes. Well, I mean, and I, I am uh, working on some new stuff that hopefully, uh, you know, by the end of the year, I know again, um, just some, some positive stuff, which yeah, awesome. do the, the teaser. I can't really say what it is, but yeah. uh, uh, I've, uh, you know, just decided that uh, I have to dip my toe into a few creative projects um, and hopefully I can share them by the end of the year. It would, it should have been actually, uh, actually I was supposed to be in New York this week, mm. uh, but no. I'm not going uh, for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have some things to celebrate and then hopefully we can have a lot of you come. Oh, how good would that be? Yes, a real woman, yeah, real woman in real estate trip to New York for something very special. Wouldn't that be fun? I know. Wouldn't that be awesome? All right, I'm booking yeah. a ticket. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been great thank to catch you. up. Take Thanks. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.